Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to Badass Women's RXL with me, Harriet Minter, Emma Sexton and Natalie Campbell. We are talking about why it is just so controversial to have a little mojito on a sunny day on the tube. <laughs> uh, Diane Abbott got into trouble for it this week and we want your views. Do you think she should have been prosecuted for having a drink on the tube? We are also going to be talking about standards of beauty for women and why we need to change them. We've got two incredible women coming into the studio who are going to tell you exactly why you are beautiful just as you are. So first of all, Diane Abbott in the news. Somebody took a picture of her on the tube last Saturday with a can of, was it M&S Mojito? Yes. Good picking, Diane. <laughs> An M&S Mojito can in hand, having a little drink, and it has gone crazy because it is technically illegal to drink on any of the TFL forms of transport, Transport for London. Um, although Alexis was just telling me that absolutely nobody ever has ever been arrested for it. I get on the tube on a Friday or Saturday night. It is filled with people drunk and drinking. It's quite often sometimes filled with aggressive people drunk and drinking. I don't see anyone doing anything about it. And here is a woman having a drink on a Saturday. She's not working. She's on her way home, I'm assuming. And we are vilifying her for it. Emma, do you think she should be in trouble for this? No, not really. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, it's you know, she wasn't sitting there swigging out of a bottle of vodka, was she? Like some of these little, they're, they're almost they're quite light on alcohol, aren't they? These drinks, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah. Like these mixers, they're very low alcohol. They are, although technically, we'd say it doesn't really matter. It's still alcohol, and drinking alcohol on the tube is illegal. Yes, and I can see a place for that because, like you say, you can go on the tube and there's lots of people drunk and disorderly. I don't think we should be encouraging it, but I think giving someone a hard time because they had a can of very low alcohol booze on a 1pm on a Saturday is a little bit overdramatic, do we not think? Nat, she's an MP though, shouldn't we be holding, if an M- any other MP did something that was illegal, wouldn't we pull them up on it? 
Uh, as you said that, you know the answer's no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure lots of shenanigans happen. Um, so look, yes, MPs should be held to a higher standard. And anyone that um, takes on a role in public life has to agree to adhere to standards in public life. There are sort of, I think, seven um, principles. So Diane knows that drinking alcohol on a train is probably one of those things that will get her into hot water. That said, I categorically believe that the media does not like black women. Mm -hmm. They definitely do not like Diane Abbott. And so she can do no right. Everything she does is wrong. Everything she does um, becomes a headline to to discredit uh, what she has achieved as a woman in parliament. And so part of me just thinks, leave her alone. But the reality is when you start writing it down, because at the beginning I was like, you know, you know, this is just the media being out for Diane. But it is illegal, technically. You use the word technically. It is illegal. Yep. No one has been punished. I was on the tube and there were people drinking today. No one did anything about it. Um, but she's also campaigned to end the sale of cheap alcohol. I mean, it was an M&S drink. It was it's not a cheapie. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a pr- she... a premium I, yeah. quality yeah. drink in a tin. I think, yeah. I think she probably meant some alcohol pops. Um, and so there is that yeah, um, the, the hypocrisy almost there. So I can see why people would, would have a go at it. Personally, I'm like, it was a Saturday. She probably had a hard week. It was a little something, something to take the edge off. I wouldn't have been having a mixer, personally. I'd have mm-hmm. just had the rum straight. Um, <laughs> Brown paper bag or not? <laughs> I mean, no, I'd have just rolled with it. I'd probably have my own glass in my bag. And I wouldn't have apologised. I know she you know, had to, but I wouldn't have apologised. I would have just said, I'm human. I needed a drink because I'm away home. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's that holding, holding people to a, a higher state of accountability. Like they are super superhuman people and time and time again people fail so why do we keep doing it why do we keep like telling that these people have to behave to a certain certain level when they're they're just not i think there's a spectrum though so something like mp's expenses i expect you to behave properly i expect you to write down what it is you're spending your your, uh, taxpayers money on and also on expenses there's a spectrum as well you know if you've gone out for a late dinner and you've put it through on expenses i'm Rolling my eyes, but I'm letting you off. Yeah. You're putting building your new duck house through on expensive. <laughs> Not as happy about that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so the same thing uh, in in this scenario. What I would have tweeted is, anyone who has done nothing wrong today, you can give me a hard time. Anyone that has done nothing wrong this week, you can give me a hard time. If you are perfect, you can give me a hard time. But the reality is, is we all slip up. And I'm sure there are lots of things that are illegal that we've probably done not knowing i'm you know if we've dropped a piece of gum or a bit of litter Mm -hmm. on the street or you've not picked up your dog's poo all of the i don't is that illegal (laughs) and no you can be fine for it yeah there we go things that are basically wrong um if you've tapped your child on the hand things that you're not supposed to do fine give her a hard time but if you've done something wrong this week you've done something wrong today leave the woman alone <laughs> just leave her alone <laughs> let her drink a meet with peace wherever she is exactly yes <laughs> cheers to you dan um the other big story this week has obviously been the climate change protests happening across london uh i got caught up in it on thursday i was on my way to a meeting forgot it was happening 
ended up on the wrong side of Waterloo Bridge to my meeting and then was going to hop on the bus and go across and couldn't because there are all these people with flowers and plants and very colourful signs and really quite comfy looking deck chairs chilling out in the sunshine, having a lovely time. Protest culture feels like it is hitting an all-time high in the UK at the moment. I think we've had more protest marches in the last... (laughs) Oh, six yeah. months we probably yeah. have then i feel like i've seen in my entire all lifetime all for genuine good reasons though yeah. not just because people are bored h uh well I, I did actually wonder whether global warming was slightly responsible for it because we have better weather and notoriously people are less <laughs> likely to protest in the rain um what do you think about it ladies i know nat you're not necessarily a marcher but do you think it has value to our society do you think ultimately this is going to change how we see in this case climate change but political issues in general there's lots there to unpack. So firstly, I personally am not a, a marcher, but I do believe in peaceful protest. I believe mm-hmm. that if you want to send a message to decision makers, to people in power, that you have the right to peacefully protest. Uh, on the first couple of days, I was like, yeah, good on you, parents and teachers and NHS workers and whoever else is out there. And then when I had to get my flight, to Gatwick I was like you better not be anywhere near my train line or stopping my train (laughs) so I guess I'm one of those people that are fine with it as long as it's not disrupting their life what I'm not fine with is climate change what I'm not fine with is the fact that um, we do need to be doing more to tackle what's going on with the environment Uh, but at the same time do I always recycle everything no so I feel that it's important to have the conversation but we need to make it easy for people to act and I don't know whether that starts with us first whether it starts with companies whether it starts with government and it's a bit of a hard one well I mean the difficult thing is the three things that we could do that would be the most impactful for climate change would be no more flights all going vegan and not having any more kids population explosion is one of the biggest problems there are too many people on an overpopulated planet i think somebody was estimating that we're going to be at 11 billion by 2050 mm. oh, that's sustainable it's not sustainable so those are, and those are huge big yeah. even going vegan which is something entirely in our control or not taking any flights relatively in our control are big big things to ask so yes i completely um i'm thrilled we're talking about it i think extinction extinction rebellion have done an amazing job at bringing it into everyone's consciousness what i'm not clear on is are lots of little steps going to be enough yeah do we just accept our doom i i I, we've not been living in a sustainable way for a long long time whenever i go into a big shopping mall i'm like all this stuff is going to end up in a landfill ultimately and like we just keep pouring more stuff into shops and it all ends up in landfill we're looking at uh, if you saw the documentary on bbc one the uh, deforestation that's happening uh, our sea levels have already risen by 20 centimeters there are people in louisiana who are already climate refugees because they have lost their plots of land because the mm-hmm. water levels have risen um you know, we do need to do something, but I, I do wonder if it's too late for us because we're taking away the forest. We're completely mucking up the whole balance of the planet. We know we need the trees to sort out the methane and the CO2. Yet there we are like every day, like hectares of, you know, football fields are being cut down. So 
I thought you were going to say spectators. You mean hectares? I've quite. Hectators. She meant hectares, but I quite liked hectators. It's yeah, like I like kind to of people watching yeah, the yeah, hectares yeah. disappearing. Oh, that's a new I word. have a <laughs> whole lexicon of words that I've made up or words that I just don't understand. Um, that was one of them. So no, so I, I'm with you, but I do think we can. It, it isn't too late is the answer. Uh, and also even the things that you said in terms of going vegan or not having children or not flying, they all have... Uh, unknown unknowns so if you stop flying and you stop people traveling okay fine are we taking ships we're not going anywhere at all so then what happens to cultural understanding what happens to uh, multiculturalism and awareness Uh, if we all go vegan we need to grow the food somewhere so you still got to clear some land and I'm assuming it can't all be organic if we're going to actually have anything to eat. So that has implications. Um, And so there is no simple answer. And so this is my only challenge with people that protest that go to a, it must be this. Mm -hmm. If you protest, you have to be willing to have a debate and compromise and find a happy medium that works in the immediate future, but also long term. And it's a bit like everything that's going on in the world right now, whether it's Brexit or anything else. When people swing to an opposing end and refuse to listen to the other side or refuse to get to a place of compromise so things can move forward, then that for me is the is the dangerous side of, of, of protest. But I think this protest is unlike any other and there is no compromise on this, basically. We are, we are fast-tracking to a really, really serious... Um, situation that we are going to experience in our lifetime but one of the things that they're asking for is to cut carbon emissions i think in the uk to zero by 2050 see the 2030 or 2050 i've got got it wrong fine okay laudable realistically it's not going to happen so if you're going to keep campaigning until that is passed into law something that's ultimately going to fail unless we stop driving every single car and we shut down every single um energy you know and we build lots of wind turbines but to build the wind turbines you need metal you need you, you need things it's just not possible so what is possible and what's incremental change what does that look like or what can we do to combat co2 versus having it must be this that's my problem so that's where i think we differ because on a protest level i feel like if you're going to protest you have to go to the extreme you have to go for in an ideal world what you would get because at the point of protest you're just awareness raising at the point of discussion and agreement yeah you're probably calling it back in but at the point of protest that is a point where you're like this is ultimately what needs to happen and if you don't go for the extreme then if you go to 50 percent, well then when you get into the negotiation stage you're going to end up with 25 mm-hmm. whereas if you go for 100 percent at the get-go maybe at the negotiation stage you get 50 okay you've just swung me to your argument because i was thinking yes. about the civil rights movement <laughs> yes. and i was like yeah okay fair enough yeah. rosa park said actually i might sit okay, that's halfway it. between we're done we're ending the show <laughs> here <laughs> yeah no you won me over you won me over already fine yeah. Okay, so ultimately, I think what we're saying is we're quite we're quite keen on the protest movement that's happening at the moment. Yeah. As long as just they don't, don't stop make my us walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. We are we're singing the praises of you, are beautiful, because we have two women in the studio who are pretty much single handed They're going to try and change beauty standards across our media. Welcome to Badass Women's Hour, Joe Wallace and Sophie Blowfield. Lovely to see you. <laughs> Hello. You are the founders of a new online platform launching tomorrow, I think, uh, called Lenorme Beauty. Tell us what it is. 
So Lenorme Beauty, as I said, we are on social media at the moment and our website launches tomorrow. But Lenorme Beauty is an online platform that really pushes and challenge uh, pushes and promotes inclusive uh, and diversity across the beauty industry. So we're really pushing inclusion, diversity, and really our mantra is: there's no such thing as normal. We are all normal. We are all normal. Beauty is, you know, everyone should be involved in the beauty narrative, no matter your gender, your size, your age, your race. Everyone should be a part of this. So I have to ask the question that I always ask whenever anyone comes on and talks about beauty in any way, shape or form on the show, which is, do we need to be pushing the beauty agenda? Can we not just leave people as they are in their natural state? Makeup free, warts and all, happy as. Should we not just be promoting an agenda of you were born that way and look at you, you're lovely? Yeah, and I, and I think that's exactly what we are saying. I think by saying that there's no such thing as normal we are all the norm we're saying Mm -hmm. that you are normal forget this kind of norm that we've been sold as you know people as we've grown up from the beauty industry and the advertising industry we're all normal so let's talk to everybody let's have everybody be part of this conversation I've got a hashtag for you hashtag come as you are (laughs) come as you are yeah what it is um so i was going so it was uh, connected to to harriet's point you know you mentioned diversity you mentioned inclusion for lots of people they're like what does that mean and lots of people go oh is this just about there's no black models again what do you actually mean by diversity why is this different to to anything else I think we're not necessarily saying that we are different to anything else. We're saying that this is a conversation that we absolutely believe in. And we have professional and personal reasons to be interested in this. I work as a creative director in advertising for 20 years. And Sophie has worked in the beauty industry for 10 years. And we've both experienced kind of struggles and uh, barriers potentially to try and promote the kind of beauty or the kind of people that we believe are the norm. Um, So for us, this is about us joining that conversation because we really ultimately think that this is a conversation everybody should be part of and that's the whole point. Yeah, and I do, you know, just to Joe's point, the more people that are talking about this conversation, the better. I wish everyone was talking about it and then maybe we actually wouldn't have to talk about it. Joe, that was my impression of Steve in Wigan, by the way, just for anyone who's not sure. <laughs> Joe, being a creative director working in advertising, how how receptive are your clients now to doing campaigns because I'm seeing there are certain brands that are embracing it I do feel like we're seeing more um, you know imagery that you're promoting which is diverse but is just different body shapes different skin tones just different I mean I feel like you guys are pushing that more but how receptive are your clients to actually wanting to run campaigns using people who are just as they are Um, Well, I think it kind of depends on the clients. Um, I work on a a range of clients and not just talking about my now, here and now, but talking about kind of over the 20 years. I would say that, unfortunately, when it comes down to casting, whether it be for beauty or for any kind of advert, clients get a little bit nervous around pushing what is accepted as the norm. And I'll often be trying to put through a casting brief where we're trying to push a different kind of look. 
And they'll think that this is some kind of political statement if they're going to push someone that looks a bit different. And I'm thinking, why? Why is that a political statement? This is a representation of the population. So I think it really depends on the client. And I've worked with some that are brilliant and uh, some that are a little less so. Mm. So brands are still nervous. Because I think we are still in that territory where anything that brands don't consider the norm and I'm I'm saying the norm to be white blonde hair brown hair yeah. skinny size six to eight skinny you know, traditional perfectly uh, symmetrical yeah, exactly Barbie basically that is if anything other than that to them still feels like a political statement and we really can come as we are when we get to a point where it's not a political statement it is just a here's a selection of people that can advertise this thing, choose one. And it's a simple conversation. I feel like we're a long way away from it being that simple conversation. Yeah, and just to that point, I mean, I was in a client workshop, you know, a few months ago where, you know, the simple notion of me suggesting that they have a woman of colour in their clothing campaign, you know, as one of the women that they celebrate, they kind of got really nervous. And it kind of brought it home to me again, wow, people just still aren't there yet. We're not saying that you have to make a massive political statement. It's, you know, you just shouldn't be nervous about it. Just just get involved and be involved in the conversation and let's all make it so it's, it's not a thing anymore. I think the closest thing that um, people listening at home might be able to equate this to, one of the reasons uh, production companies and channels or you know, producers say that there aren't more, um, there isn't more content specifically with female leads or with women leaders because men don't watch that sort of content but women will watch content with men on uh, so you're reaching more of the population it's a similar thing here where brands think well if i have a black woman then white women won't buy it or they'll think it's about the black woman it's like no in the same way that having a female lead doesn't mean men won't watch it changing your ad lineup doesn't mean that everyone else won't buy it mm. and we need to get people past that hurdle yeah definitely ladies what do you think about this idea that this move towards more inclusive more diverse imagery in magazines is somewhat tokenistic Mm. that magazines have realized here's a bandwagon it's cool we'll probably get some press if i'm thinking specifically actually of the cosmo tess halliday cover we'll get some press out of it let's do it almost for that kind of sensationalist look what we're doing-ness. Yeah, and I I think that is a rightful question to ask. You know, it's a bit like the fact that, I mean, Sophie and I are together. We are a couple, we are gay. And it's a bit like the kind of pride conversation around are these brands jumping on the bandwagon of pride because they just want to sell shit? mean stuff Um, (laughs) they want to sell stuff sorry apologies for the language um or are they really interested in this kind of mission and i think it's similar in this world but there are brands that kind of mean it so in reference to that for example the autumn winter campaign from jigsaw last year in 2017 actually a couple of years ago they kind of referenced the fact that immigrants are essential so they talked about their kind of view on britain and what that means and the way that they wouldn't be the brand they are without migrants they wouldn't be able to produce the clothes that they produce about migrants and the creative industries are so reliant on different perspectives 
perspectives and we're not all kind of from a certain cut. Maybe we are a little bit too much, but the point is that a diverse perspective makes for better ideas and it makes for for better things in the long run. What about traditionally advertising and the beauty industry? It's always been about aspiration, hasn't Mm -hmm. it? And it's always been about basically making us all feel super insecure so we want to buy that beauty product or we want to buy that dress because we think we're going to look as amazing as that that woman does what does the what is advertising all about then if it's not about aspiration if it just becomes actually you just come as you are yeah so so for me i think that's a really valid point to kind of say that advertising makes people feel insecure but i personally would love to kind of think that what if you say to people do you know what you look amazing as you are. And imagine if we could celebrate and help you look who you are, help you to be who you are with this product. It makes you even more you. Why can't we do that? Yeah, I'd Why? love to. I mean, I've only ever grown up with advertising that's just made me, f- you know, especially advertising aimed at me as a woman to make me just not feel good enough. And I just can't imagine. And I, I think it'd be brilliant, but I'm just like, what would it be like if I actually felt good enough? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like to think that's to the way here. forward. <laughs> and so, so how will the content be different? How will it tell a story to Emma that, you know, she can be who she wants to be? I think, you know, in a way this content is different because it does come from Joe and, you know, it comes from our struggles and what we've been through and certainly myself as a mixed race woman growing up I you know so for example we're going to be talking about Dove and the show us campaign and you know if I'd had something like that growing up for me wouldn't that have been a wonderful thing but as a mixed race girl growing up in the 90s I mean look the only person I can name is perhaps Scary Spice as a person that actually Mm -hmm. looked like me which is crazy right And then, you know, just on the way here, I was thinking, actually, why was she called Scary Spice? Was it because her hair was big and she was seen as being loud and curly? That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think if I'd had, you know, websites and, you know, like Girls Talk out there, which Adjoa is doing an amazing job of and Live Little with Geldam, if I'd had websites like that, wouldn't that have been an amazing thing for me to kind of grow up thinking that I'm not different and you know, maybe I wouldn't have relaxed my hair and maybe I wouldn't have kind of worn my mum's foundation, which was 10 shades too light. (laughs) Actually, I think growing up, I didn't even know that. So my mum's white, just so the listeners know, but I think growing up, I didn't even know that there was a shade of foundation for my colour because I certainly didn't see it in magazines and on billboards. So I just used to steal my mum's concealer, which was, yeah had awful consequences <laughs> <laughs> ladies thank you so much for coming in and chatting about it it sounds like you're doing great things when people are logging on tomorrow where should they be looking for it give us all the details so you can find us on instagram at lenorm beauty and we're on pinterest twitter and facebook by the same name if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And the website is www.lenormbeauty.com. Fabulous. Thank you so much. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Siobhan Gray, Managing Director of Women for Women International. They are launching the first ever She Inspires Me car boot sale on Brewer Street Car Park, London, on the 11th of May. Siobhan, why a car boot? Oh my goodness, I'm so happy that you said the date <laughs> and the venue because that gives me yeah. more time to talk about the clothes and the bargains. Um, so let me just tell you, this is actually the fourth time my team at Women for Women will kill me if I don't say they've been working very hard on this for four years. Oh, wow. Um, but each year it gets bigger and bigger. And this year we're going to have 50 boots and market stalls in Brewer Street Car Park on Saturday, May the 11th. And basically how it works is that all the Women for Women family, all our sisterhood, all our supporters and brands that support us and our fashion VIPs that support us all clear out their wardrobes. I mean, it's not like my me cleaning out my wardrobe. It's like <laughs> these clothes have been worn once, if at all. Yeah. And they're most incredible bargains. And um, basically, if your view, if your listeners love fashion and bargains and making the world a better place, they need to get down to Brewer Street. And what kind of things are you going to be selling? What what should I be expecting to buy? So there's all sorts of things. There's fashion, accessories, bags, shoes. We also have a beauty concession with Charlotte Tilbury. Um, there's basically everything that if you love fashion and bargains, and from very, very high end to high street. I heard your, your people on before mentioning Jigsaw. We've got Jigsaw with us. We have Mint Velvet with us. We have Echo Bennett with us. But we also have super high end like the Outnet um, do a fantastic boot and raise a ton of money they're our partners and they love women for women and we love them and this is all brought to to you with women for women but also our um, wonderful supporter alex eagle who gets us the amazing um car park and then there's also brands like Temperley London and Manando Blahnik and uh, VIPs like... Do um, I need to get there really early? To, like, <laughs> well, I feel bargains. like I, I'm just going to be like stumbled. Like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> let me tell you. So already we've sold 700 tickets. Last wow. year, oh my God, last well year we had 1,500 people come. 
So I think that you guys and your listeners need to get their tickets straight away. Yeah. On our website at womenforwomen.org.uk. <laughs> like a pro. Ten pounds to get in. All the money from the tickets and all the money that we raise on the day. And last year we raised one hundred and sixty thousand pounds. Amazing. Goes to support the work of Women for Women International. Absolutely and you've got some celebs coming along as well, don't you? Yep, we do. Who should um, we be looking out for? So you could look out for um, Alice Templey. You could look out for Charlotte Olympia. Um, you could look out for the trainers that belong to Helen Mirren. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. She's a size 40. I don't think What's I'm that? giving anything away That's there. very That's six. Size That's eight. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'll no, put no, an insole in. I don't care. It's fine. Some gorgeous trainers by Philippe Modell, brand new and signed. Mm. I just feel like if you had Helen, if you could say I've literally walked in Helen Mirren's shoes, you'd yeah. be so excited, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, that. that is an Insta story <laughs> worth having. It sounds like an absolutely epic event for an organisation that does brilliant things. So tell our, some of our listeners what sort of work you do for women. Thank you. So, as I said, all the money that's raised on the day goes to support the work of Women for Women International. And we are a charity that works with women survivors of war in conflict and post-conflict zones. So that means countries like Afghanistan, Iraq, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And what we do is we train women because women are most affected by war. Um, they're, and they're often the least combatants. So they're most affected. And, and a lot of a lot of the women that are in our programme, in fact, most of them are victims of sexual violence and conflict used as a weapon of war. So mm. when we find the women and we offer them our programme, um, they grab it because it's so important to um, bring the women into any peace-building situation, then the peace will be much more sustainable. And so we offer these women a one-year training programme that um, teaches them four things or offers them four things. Um, information about their health, their rights, a business skill and how to run a business and also what we call a sisterhood. And that's why I mentioned the sisterhood of the, of the fashion car boot sale is that... Um, the women that we work with, Women for Women International, um, can feel like they're completely isolated. What they've been through, what their community has been through. And often when they've been raped or um, violated sexually, they can be outcast from their community um, or they don't want to talk about it. They have all that trauma as well. And a bit like we're doing now, um, we bring them together in groups and they'll sit around with women like them straight away and they'll, just like you did when you told me to put my headphones on, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be a sisterhood um, and they'll know that they're not alone mm. and when I've met women in Rwanda or in the DRC that's the, the number one thing that they say is knowing that they're not alone anymore mm. and so one of the reasons that we love the car boot sale is that it enables women in London in the UK because people come actually from all over the country I should say that we are not just about London, hence my northern accent. Um, it enables these women to come pay their £10, get the best bargains of the year and make a difference to women in, in conflict-affected countries. So it's a real global sisterhood that we're promoting. It's also very sustainable because yeah. it's not about buying you know, completely yes. brand new things. It, you know, Being able to have something that was once loved by someone else is very important. Definitely. And and I would say that means it's really guilt-free shopping, right? <laughs> it's the best kind of shopping, ladies. So it's totally like sustainable, eco-friendly. We're all about recycling and reusing and super bargains. 
And what other what other fundraisings do you do you do? So this is is this like a key event in the calendar for you guys? But then yeah. what are you doing the rest of the year? How can other people get involved in mm. your charity? Oh my goodness, I love you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, so if you can't make it to the car boot sale, and I can't because I'll be working there, um, <laughs> there are many other ways that you could support Women for Women International. So first of all, you could go to our website, which is womenforwomen.org.uk, and the number one thing that you could do if you wanted to is sponsor a sister so again this thing of sisterhood mm, we're obsessed yeah. with it um but that's good it's a good obsession so um you could sponsor a sister through our program so i sponsor a woman in the congo and basically that means that i am enabling her to enroll in the one-year training program and she learns the the um, trainings that i mentioned earlier and then she also gets um, a stipend so from the money that i give she gets ten dollars a month and that's really transformational for her because giving her that little bit of money, that little bit of um, uh, little bit of money, um, it means that she straight away has a different standing in her community. Her husband will let her come to the programme. Um, but also what mostly the women do with the money is they save it. Mm-hmm. They save it so their children can go to school or they save it and then they bring become a cooperative with other women that they've gone through the training. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, these women grab this opportunity. That's why I never like to say we give them something. Mm-hmm. We don't give them anything. We offer them and they grab it and they do incredible things. And what we also know is that they will go on and tell other women mm-hmm about what they've learned and we know that at least five other women will learn stuff from the woman that's been through our program well, it sounds really sustainable like yeah it's not just a sort of a ch- you're really going yeah. in there having massive impact definitely yeah. we've got some um incredible stats on our website that that will show you the impact that we have because we follow the women for one and two years because it's really important that um that i can look in people's eyes and say the money that you're investing mm. the money that you're choosing to give to us and not something else is really making making a sustainable impact. So no, that's really important to us. So if people want to um, support us, please follow us on social at Women for Women UK. And if you'd like to sponsor a woman, that would be incredible. We would love that. And we'll we'll link you up with a woman. You'll have this one-to-one connection. You can write to her if you want. Mm-hmm. And she can also write back um, if she's able to and it's safe to do so. And can I just quickly tell you one more yeah. story about yeah. a woman that I met in Rwanda. I'm so, I know I'm so lucky to be able to go to these places. And, um, and But what I do is I, I try my best to bring the stories back mm-hmm. and share them. Um, so I met a woman in Rwanda and she said, oh, Siobhan, Siobhan, um, obviously through a translator, um, <laughs> can I show you? And she was doing this, um, listeners, I'm now going underneath my bra. <laughs> um, good job this is not TV. So went into her bra. I was like, what is she doing? And out she takes her letter and she crum- un- unfolds it and it's the letter that she received from her sponsor in the UK. Aww. And she read it out to me and she said, please, can you tell Katie... Because this is the thing that yeah. the ladies that I meet think I know everybody, and that's fine. I'm never gonna yeah. disabuse them of that. Of that, I will say yes, I will. Will you please tell Katie that I love her and thank you, and that she must come to my home. And then she was like, "I must get my husband." Her husband comes and he says, "Thank you." Oh. So that connection mm. is so powerful for the women to know that 
somebody is thinking of them mm. some that they are not forgotten yeah. because so many of the women on our program think that the world has moved on and that they're forgotten yeah. and what women for women does is gives these women a voice and tells them that you're not alone there's women like us in the studio here thinking about them talking about them right now mm. on saturday night omg amazing <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for those wonderful questions and allowing me to bring them into the room and, and for your listeners oh, thank, you. thank you siobhan if you are inspired and you want to hit the car boot sale it is on Brewer Street Car Park in London on the 11th of May. And Siobhan, where do people go for tickets? They go to womenforwomen.org.uk. Tickets are £10. Please go now. <laughs> go now before we buy them all. Yes. One, two, three, four. This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.